You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Okay, uh, this morning we're going to be um, taking our reading from the Old Testament. We have been dwelling at the events of the resurrection and it was a bit of a struggle, but I trust the Spirit of God will have his way with us in Jesus' name. And I want you to come with me to 2 Kings chapter 6 and we will read from there to 2 Kings chapter 7. It's a long passage. I may need to jump a few places. But it is something, some place you should go home and read. There's so much in it. And uh, from verse 24 of Second Kings chapter 6, I would read. It says, And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him saying, Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the winepress? Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, this woman said to me, give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, give your son that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes, and as he passed by on the wall, the people looked, and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body. Then he said, God do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him and the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. And while he was still talking with them, there was a messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Chapter 7, verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an office on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he answered, the prophet answered, Elisha answered, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Verse 3. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, the famine is in the city, we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. 
If they keep us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Verse 8. And when these lepers came to them, to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Verse 9. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. And we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys died, and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed. So let us send them and see. Therefore they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan. And indeed, all the road was full of garments and weapons, which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a sea of fine flour was sold for shekel, and two seas of barley for shekel. According to the word of the Lord Somebody say amen. amen Now the king Had appointed the officer On whose hand he leaned To have charge of the gate But the people trampled him in the gate And he died Just as the man of God has said Who spoke when the king came down to him So it happened Just as the man of God Has spoken to the king saying Two seas of barley for a shekel and a sea of fine flour for shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened for him. For the people trampled him in the gate and he died. May the Lord bless 
the reading of his word in Jesus' name. It's a very long passage, I know, and um, you might understand that the pastor is in a very difficult street, how to put these things together. But it's not me, the Holy Spirit will help us. My prayer is that he will speak to everyone in their own language, in the name of Jesus. Everybody will receive what God has for him or her. Now, there, there are so many things in this passage, and um, w- one of the things that is already clear on the surface, which we can start from there, just like we sang, is that the word of God will surely come to fulfillment. The word of God will do what? Will surely come to fulfillment. Yes. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is mighty. The word of God is effective. The word of God never fails. The word of God is unchanging. The Bible says in Psalm 138 verse 2, it says you have magnified your word above all your name. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not a jot, nor a tittle of my word will go unfulfilled. The word of God is something that you and I must get ourselves acquainted with we must learn it we must study it we must yield to it we must obey it the word of god is life our lord jesus spoke to us says man shall not live by bread alone but what by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god the word of god is our life as christians it is our life and recently you know i began to ask myself some questions I say, do I really believe all of the word of God? And what, what, what captured me in this passage, one of the things that captured me, is the first part of it, where we're told that in this nation, in this city at this time, a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels. Can we see at the end, one shekel bought a sea of floor? Okay? Now, that is talking about devaluation of their currency. Praise the Lord. When I came to Abuja, dollar was, I think, 80 or 90 naira to a dollar. How many of us remember those days? Now it is about 480. There is continual loss of the value of our money. And some people are projecting that it might get to the case of, um, of some African countries where people use thousands of naira to buy a loaf of bread. My prayer is that it doesn't get there. Praise the Lord. But however, what I want you to see here is that the picture we see here, did you see what happened with the women? Did you hear what happened? These women, the case they went to report to the king was not somebody killed their son. It was that they agreed that we will kill our sons. Praise the Lord. And they said, we'll kill this one first, and then after we've eaten him, we will kill the other one the next day. Now, that story is not fiction. That's what I want to sink in. Praise the Lord. It is not what? It's not fiction. It's not fiction. The Bible didn't say, you know, an imaginary situation. This is reality. Now, that is why I ask myself, do you really believe the word of God? Because in the Bible, there's a chapter in the Bible, which many of us know, most of us should know. It is Deuteronomy chapter 28. And in that chapter of the Bible... The first 14, 15 verses are the most popular. In those first verses, it tells us, Blessed shall you be when you come out. Blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed shall be your needing blow. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Blessed. And those blessings are said if we obey. 
which means this is what God wants for you. You know, many times when we hear curses, it's as though God is cursing somebody. No, this house has been built now, and the roof is over it, and windows are in it, and this place is sealed. If it rains, I mean, God help us, though. No matter how heavy it rains, if you're here, you will remain dry. That is the blessing. But if it's raining heavily, okay, and you open the door and get out of there, what is going to happen? You'll be soaked. That is a curse. So God doesn't curse anybody. It is when people step out of the blessing that they enter into the curse. Adam and Eve were created. They are the representative human beings. And where God planted them is called the Garden of Eden, a place of pleasure. A place where they would have fellowship with God and enjoy God forever. The intention of God was that there will be no sickness, there will be no death, there will be no pain, there will be nothing like that. The only thing he said to them was, don't step out of this boundary. What was that boundary? Don't eat of the fruit of this tree. The day you eat of it, you will lose every of this thing. Did God curse them? When they ate it, what was it? They made a choice. And then the only thing that happened was that God explained to them the consequences. This is what you have chosen. And he broke it down. Now, in that Deuteronomy 28, if you have your Bible, if you open to it from verse 52 to 58, 52 to 58, this is what he says. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land, which the Lord your God has given you. 53. Okay, this sounds even wicked. Okay, they shall eat the fruit of their own body. The flesh of their sons and their daughters whom the Lord has given them. In the siege and the desperate straits in which the enemy shall distress them. 54. The sensitive and very refined man among them will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of, his, of their children whom they leave behind. 55. So that he will not give any of them what? The flesh of their children whom he is eating. Because what? He has nothing left in the siege and in desperate straits. 56. He says the tender and delicate woman among them would not venture to set, the, who would normally not venture to set the sole of her feet on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity, will refuse to her husband, the husband of her bosom, what? To her son and her daughter, what is she going to refuse? The placenta that comes out from between her feet. This is how bad things are going to get. 58. I says this is what is going to happen when if you do not want, carefully observe all the words of this law that are written. Now, can you see that what was written in Deuteronomy 28, what was, was a warning. And we see it happen in 2 Kings. You know why? The word of God will surely come to pass. Let the good one come to pass for you. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you understand? We say we believe God, but we don't believe God. We believe ourselves. That's why we choose what we like. When I saw this, I said, because I've been pained, it's, it's the mercy of God that is keeping me, really, because the events in our country, I don't know what to do again. How many of us are just tired? It's heart-wrenching. And I don't know why God is dealing with me. Like The latest one that was just so shocking was the three dead bodies of the um, people from the private universities that were kidnapped. Now, these are people their parents sent to school. 
They are not politicians. They are not anything. They are just students studying to survive. Okay? The, the, the system has failed so that even in a private university, paying a lot more than they should pay. And then right there, you know, bandits go and kidnap them and kill them. And parents are left there. The ones, the 39 from the other place are still, you know, some of the parents are dying. And then from the east, another thing is coming up now. All kinds of things happening. And we are praying. And you're wondering what is going on. And is it that there are things that the word of God had decreed that are just coming to pass? Have my people forsaken me? Is someone getting what I'm saying? What is going wrong? And that is what we began to see here. We saw two women, probably friends. We don't know the age of these children that they ate, okay? Or they plan to eat. But we see that it had become a civil, a civil matter. Look, this woman promised me that we'll eat her son tomorrow. I mean, just think of the statement. And then we've eaten my own son. And then she's hiding. Just think of how bad such a situation is. But it happened. What is that saying to us? You and I must be careful. Praise the Lord. Never to find ourselves on the wrong side of God. Let us not dare God. Praise the Lord. Why? Because his promises will surely come to fulfillment. His word will surely come to pass. Today is Thanksgiving, but child of God, hell is real. Heaven is real. Heaven is a place of what? Joy, 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 joy. Help me now. How many of us know this song? Heaven is full of joy. Heaven is real. You see, like we say here, we sing it like a song. Anybody living in Nigeria who misses heaven has just finished himself. Why? Because you're already close to hell. Do you understand? We have tasted hell. Why do you want to now go and live there permanently? You see, listen to me. You and I can come and dance, and it's okay. I think we did this the last Thanksgiving. Please forgive me because God has given me a heart for my country. But my joy and my peace is torn in pieces when I hear what is happening over the nations. I think it was two days ago the news was reporting that bandits had attacked a village from the first time they reported the news and the second time, maybe three hours later that they were reporting the news, the bandits were still attacking this village. Now, imagine you being in a village and bandits are attacking for five hours and they're not in Cameroon. They're not in Togo. They're not in Niger. This is your country. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we see all these things and what is the good there? The good there, number one, is this. Our Lord Jesus helped us to prepare us. He said, do not fear those that can kill the body and can't touch the soul. He said, I show you whom you should fear. What? The one that after he kills the body, what, should, what does he do? He takes the soul and puts in hell. And how do you fear that one? Simply by honoring him and obeying him. So the truth is this. If we believe the word of God, Nigerians, at least the Christians, should be the most righteous people in the whole world now. But the challenge with that is this. The Bible says because sentence for an evil work is not executed speedily, what's happening? He said the heart of men are said to do evil. Because the Bible says also that uh, there is a way that seems right to a man. What you find now is that even the good are turning to evil. Because nine country hard. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now if country is hard and you turn to evil, you know what you have already done? You have disbelieved the word of God. 
Because you see, it doesn't say under this condition, evil becomes good. There is no condition that evil is good. However, what happens is this. I think on Wednesday, we looked at Psalm 78, where the children of Israel were saying to God, Yes, God, you know, you split the rocks and water came out. You parted the sea and we walked on dry ground. You guided us with a cloud, you know, in the day. And in the night, we had a pillar of fire. But can you solve this problem? What happens is that if they are genuine believers, the more difficult situations get, you know what happens? The stronger their faith becomes. Why? Because their eyes are lifted up. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes. What? Beyond the hills. It means I lift up my eyes beyond the military. I lift it up beyond the security agencies. I lift it up beyond the police, beyond our leaders, beyond everybody, the politicians, all the people we are calling. You will lift up our eyes beyond them to where? Beyond the hills. Where our helps come from? Where does our help come from? It comes from God who made what? The most devout persons on the surface of the earth should come from this locality. Because we should be a people who know that if God does not keep us, we are not kept. We're not kept. Listen, listen. We're not talking of crime that you run to police. Police is the one that is running. Are you getting what I'm saying? A military base in the Niger State, not Niger Republic, had to be shot because bandits ran them out. Before, if you lived close to a, a, if you lived in a, on a street and there was a house in that street that had military zone keep off, the whole street was secure. Did you know that? Just one house. So even those houses didn't used to have security. They just put, their security was the symbol, military zone keep off. When we were much younger, it was uh, beware of dogs. Beware of dogs used to keep criminals away. Then it advanced to military zone, okay? But now, military zone is an attraction. Prison is where people are locked in and they are kept safely. Now, prisons are where they are releasing people. I want you to see how bad the situation is. And see why you must lift up your eyes. I want you to see how necessary it is to take the instruction. You know how we obeyed COVID-19 directions by this time last day? You know there was a time when if people had to go out and come back, they washed their shoes. Some people, they used to bath. You come back, you bath before you enter the house, Abby. You enter some... Now, now some, some... No, no, but it was okay if it was really the way they said it should be. You understand? If it was the way they said it should be, people buy bread and use gloves to remove the wrapper. You know, make sure they don't touch it so that they don't eat coronavirus. All those, you know, caution that was exercised was because you knew this virus would kill. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. The situation we are in now should drive every one of us to God. There should be no slack Christian in Nigeria. Because there is safety in no order. I get what I'm saying. There is safety in no order. It's not on the road. It's not in the house. I didn't tell you, but um, our, our dad, Dr. Kornoza, was supposed to come. <laughs> you know, then he called me. He said, I can't. I'm not coming. I hear these people say that, you know, whatever, whatever. That is no longer coming. Now, there are threats everywhere. But now, all these threats, the Bible makes us understand. It says, once hast thou spoken, and twice have I heard, Psalm 62, that what? Power word belongs to God. You see, God still runs his world. God still runs his world. Now, evil may be permitted because men have chosen it. But evil can never frustrate the purpose of God. That's what I've come to tell you. The counsel of God must stand. 
The only thing is that evil will make a lot of people not to have confidence. But that is why I'm bringing the word to you here. Because the story we looked at, it began with this situation where they were eating their children out of what? Lack of food and lack, out of, out of um, um, hunger and all of that. But we see what happened in that story before the conclusion of the story. When the man of God intervened and spoke the word of God. And what did he say? Simple. He said, by this time, I, I don't have the details of why he delayed to say it but and we don't know whether he how we don't know what exactly what happened but what we know was that in chapter 7 verse 1 this is what he said he said hear the word of the lord by this time tomorrow what it means is that no matter how terrible situations get there is a god who turns situations around that's what i've come to announce to you and that's why we don't faint because we know that at his time everything can change and everything will indeed change in the name of jesus why god is over all he is mighty he is strong the, no matter how evil evil gets darkness cannot quench light darkness has not been created when you go home do an experiment get to the darkest part of your house very dark light your phone touch and see whether the touch won't come on indeed the darker the environment the brighter the light shines. Why? Because light represents truth. It represents who God is. And for every situation, when he sends for his word, it pierces the darkness. And for our country, Nigeria, that is what we are sure. That is the confidence we have. We have the confidence that even though evil is prevalent, Nigeria is not under the control of the evil one. No, it's not. It's not. But what we see is, you know, somebody was speaking on the television the other day, and, and he called something, called it the God of Nigeria, and I, I, because it wasn't a, a religious program. So I bent my ears to, to hear what this, you know, secular person was going to say. But uh, he, he made a few sense, but essentially what he was trying to say was that in, order, in, in, in our environment, people value money, people fear violence, that's all. Why are most people doing what they're doing is they want money? Why are most people doing what they're doing is either they're afraid of, you know, the powers that are, that's it. So there are no people who are saying, this is right, this is wrong. There are no people who are saying, even if you're going to kill me, this is wrong. No, everybody's afraid. Everybody's running back. Is anybody talking? Why? Because everybody's afraid. And they're putting the thing right in our nose. So we have a minister who is, you know, terrorist and, you know, a sympathizer of terrorism. And he's there and, you know, people are just behaving as, as if everything is normal. All of them have begun to carry the bag. What is happening? And then we are seeing these things and we're not saying anything. Why? We want to keep our lives. We want to save our lives. Now, God will only respond to faith. Praise the Lord. In this account we are looking at, that's why I said we had to read all of it, because every part of it, you know, fits in. After the word of the prophet had gone forth, by this time tomorrow, you know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. The eyes of the Lord, which the Bible says does what? Runs to and fro upon the whole earth, searching for what? The man or the person or the woman or the girl or the boy whose heart is what? Loyal that he might show himself strong. Didn't find any of the captains of the king. Didn't find any of the commanders. Didn't find any of the spies. 
Didn't find any of the watchmen. Didn't find anybody to use. Finally, you know what the word of the Lord did? The word of the Lord went and called leprous men. Leprous men are outcasts. Leprous men are banished from the society. They are strangers. To, they are not to come near. These people were not, when, they, when, when the man of God prophesied, leprous men were not part of the society. By this time, tomorrow, this will be sold in the gate. The leprous men were not allowed to come in there. But because God could find no other, he had to go outside of the society to find these four leprous men. And, you know, the word of God says, you and I know that you know our calling, that not many wise... Not many noble, not many mighty are called. And it's encouraging because we don't know who this deliverance is going to come from. Praise the Lord. We had waited many times every election. We think this is it. If this man comes in, he will change it. Let me tell you, for those of us who don't know, 2015, I actively supported this government. I'm sorry. You know, for all those that I actively, because I was disappointed with the last one. And I thought, I mean, okay, you know, I, I mean, you know how humans reason. So, but God, thank God for his mercy. Praise the Lord. Thank God for even when we fail, he sends redemption. In this case, it was leprous men that he found. And what were the assignment? I want to let you know because my assignment is to raise men that God will use in this nation. Are you hearing me? And when you're listening to me, don't think of the people in that office. Anywhere you are, God's spirit can find you and make use of you. These four leprous men that were found, what was their assignment? To shoot an arrow? To throw a spear? No, their only assignment was to say to themselves, listen, they said to themselves, if we die, we die. Because we've been learning in this church that the pattern of scripture is this. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground, it abides alone. If you have corn, one ear of corn, what's that? One stick of corn, and you keep it in your house. You can have it for the rest of the year. But if you take that stick of corn and plant it, six months later, what are you going to have? You're going to have a crop that is gem. Okay? So it's the same principle for us children of God. There are no persons willing to pay the price in Nigeria. People are lying like they're, you know, people are talking, people are holding back. I don't know how people can know the truth and swallow it and then be lying. I don't know how a society can, can make progress like that. We know what is right, we see what is wrong, and we don't speak. We are just we are adjusting every day. We are just finding personal security, personal comfort, you know, personal escape. Okay, so we either run, get bulletproof cars, bulletproof house, bulletproof uh, uh, face mask, bulletproof. You know, we're just shifting and running and avoiding and avoiding. And this thing is eating our brethren. Do you know that you and I are our brother's keeper? Do you know? Do you know that God is going to ask us? We're watchmen. We're responsible for our nation. We're responsible for our families. For those of us from the east, I mean, it was very quiet down there. But you can see what is going on there now. Okay? All these things are happening because even the leprous men, God can't find them. Men that would be lepers at their stage, I want to believe, couldn't walk like I'm walking. So these men probably had to drag themselves. And as they made that journey, the God of heaven, in whose hand there is power and mind, 
the one who said to Jeremiah, he said, is there anything too hard for me? The one to whom Jeremiah said, behold, you're the Lord God. By your outstretched arms, you created the heavens and the earth. And he said to him, what? There is nothing too hard. That is something that the day I that believe leaves me. You won't see me. I'll run away. There are so many things I can do. I can do driver work. If I, get, if I escape to Europe, Spain, if they give me job of driver, they will retain me. Do you understand? Oh, yes. There, there are many things I can do. I don't know if there is any other thing. Because my wife has spoiled me. I can't even boil egg. I can't, if, if I boil egg in my house, my wife will tell me seven reasons why the egg isn't well boiled. So she has spoiled me. I just know how to put food in my mouth. I can't do boy boy. There is nothing I can do. But driver work, I can do that one. I can, I can do. Someone is clapping for me that I can do driver. And please, if you're a young man here, go and learn how to drive. That's the minimum. If you're a young man here, if you're up to 18 years, don't buy clothes, don't buy phone, don't bab hair, go and learn how to drive. It's a minimum skill. And if you're a young lady here, please learn to cook different things. And also, if you're a young man, learn to cook. Get yourself some skills. Get yourself some survival skills. I can also do security work. Because I don't sleep in the night. I don't need to. I can just stand at the gate like this. The morning will come. <laughs> because even, even when I lie down, I don't sleep. So I can do that one. Security and uh, driver, at least. I'm, I'm sure I can do those two. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What am I saying? We are in this situation. But God, our God, is what? Almighty. You and I cannot afford to allow our faith to diminish. We can't lose sight of God. If we do, we will commit evil. Check yourself. Anytime you start thinking this Nigeria is going beyond redemption, it affects your conduct. It affects your speech. It affects where I live. We're surrounded by Muslims and Fulanis and all of them. And we have one that is really teaching us how to love. Really teaching us. Okay, now the moment you allow anything contrary to this word to be what you believe in, you will fall. So constantly, you have to keep reminding yourself that this circumstance you're in, that who is in charge? God is in charge. And listen to me, child of God, whether it's a national situation or private situation, the day a Christian loses sight that God can turn his situations now, he, he will fail. You're in a marriage. And the man is a beast. Let me tell you. That beast, God turned Nebuchadnezzar into a beast. After seven years, he turned him into a king again. God turns beasts around. Are you hearing me? God turns, that's the message I brought. God turns situations what? Around. Only you can do what no man what can do. It is God. God turns it around. So as we face the circumstances, we keep our eyes on him. Because he's watching from where he is. And any moment he feels this is enough, he does not need seven days. I'm telling you, we will wake up one day and you see people dancing on the streets of Nigeria. When God visits us. Yes, he will. And that is where our eyes are on. And that's why you must not join the evil ones. You must remain on the side of good. You know the shame it will be when things now turn around and they open the books. You know there are records. That's one amazing thing with life. There are records everywhere. We see the man, you know, uh, that is being tried now for killing Thomas. Uh, Sankara was, was the guy in, um, what's his name again? Blaze, yes. 
There are records. It might take 10 years. It might take 20 years. But people will answer for their evil. If not on this side, on the other side. But what am I exhorting us to? We have a God who, if you stick close to him, he will see us through. He will see us through. Don't despair. Don't stop praying. Do you know what makes you lift your head as you leave your house in the morning? Because you know that you have committed the day. You have committed the week. You have committed your job. You have committed yourself. You have committed even this night. You are into the hands of the almighty God. Listen, there is no way you can think the devil has power over you. And you do right. Anybody you believe is stronger than you, you obey him. That's why people respond to armed people. So they can say, give me your car. Give me your phone. You, they sell, are you selling your car? Why are you giving it to them? Because you feel they have power. Now translate that to every other thing. Even in issues that are not that direct. Why do you envy? You envy because you think that this thing that this person had, uh, the devil won't give it to me. Or won't allow me to have it. But if you know that God... Your father, it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you know that your father has said, no good thing will I withhold from those who walk upright. Why will you bother envy? If you know that your times are not in the hands of anybody. If you are working in that office, if you respect your boss, you put in your best. But the Bible says, exaltation does not come from the personnel department. It does not come from my boss. Exaltation comes from where? Comes from God who made the heavens and the earth. You understand that? You can live right. You see, all I'm saying to us today is to stand immovable. Because the things that are happening will try to move us. There will be despair, there will be fear, there will be uncertainty. You know, people are, have, you know, insulted Christianity from when the COVID thing came out. You know, there, there are a lot of insults, you know, and all of that. And they will keep insulting and snaring. Why? Because, you see, the kingdom we have is a spiritual kingdom. I hope you understand that. Primarily spiritual. Okay, so those who are in the flesh cannot really understand what is going on. But you, you can insult me all you like. But let me tell you something. If not for Jesus, and you know, God brings me to the level where he has brought me and endows me with what he has, I cannot be faithful to my wife. If not for Jesus. No, I cannot love my children like I love them. If not for Jesus, I can't even love my brethren. You see, nobody, the, 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 what Christianity does in a man, no Harvard can do it. I get what I'm saying. No university can teach it. No military training can teach it. It's, it, it's a, the, the Bible says, he that is in Christ is what? And new, Christianity makes us new creation. All things pass away. What? All things become new. That is who we are. Now, whether you're arguing with me about tithe and that, am I following pastor or not? Am I doing that? You don't understand. Because I myself know that the beast I was, he who I used to be, I am what? I am, I am no longer. Why? Christ has changed me. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. You see, they can't understand it. Why? Because we still wear clothes. We still eat eba. So they think it's about eating eba. But what I now know is that even in my dreams, there are some things I can't do. I get what I'm saying. Why? Because I've been translated to a spiritual kingdom. I am a Christian. Somebody that is a Christian here. I am a Christian. I'm not ordinary. I exist beyond the physical realm. That's true. My decisions are not here. 
I'm not living for bread and butter. No, there is a kingdom we are going to. The Bible says, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, it says, let us have grace that we might serve God acceptably with holiness. You see, the Christian has seen somewhere. All we are doing here is to serve our generation. That's why I'm burdened for this nation. That there will be a turnaround in my time. And in our time in the name of Jesus. You see, all the people who are doing evil, the truth is that they don't know what they're doing. Nobody who is normal, well, not who is normal, whose eyes are open, can continue in evil. How can you do evil when God will punish evil? See what he did to these people here. Women eating their children. Could they have gone into it knowingly? No, they are trapped and caught in it. It's the same way. What evil are you carrying on? You, you can't do it with your open eye. Now, now, okay. Um, there are some people that are fighting. You know, there's a state where, you know, two powerful people are fighting. And what just occurred to me, anybody from Imo State here? If you're from Imo, are you from Imo? Okay, what just occurred to me is that somehow these people have two ba- the same backgrounds. Do you get what I'm saying? The players in this case, they have the same background. The background I'm talking of is they chop Oyibo money. Now, who knows... Who knows the, the cost that the Oyibo put on the money they chopped 25 years ago? Don't, don't do 419. Don't be corrupt. Money has spirit. Are you hearing me? Young lady, don't follow who you shouldn't follow because of money. Money has spirit. <laughs> the word of God will come to pass. He that sows iniquity will reap what? He will reap the whirlwind. You can't sow evil. You can't sow yourself to a married man and expect a peaceful family. In which world? Disney world? Eh? The wife has now given birth to seven children and her shape is now like this flower pot. Then you, you're teeny, teeny, you're walking like this. You carry the man you, you, and then he's splashing money on you and you think you're smart. You're sowing your own. And the thing about sowing is that what you sow, you always get more. They put interest. They put Jara. That's the truth. That's the truth. So, so, and many of us are in situation, and the enemy is tempting us. Situation, life is pushing us to do some things. Hear me, hear me. The days are evil, quite alright, but you don't be evil. You know why? God is faithful to the righteous. When you go to Psalm thirty-four, Psalm thirty-four, I, I believe is verse ten. It says verse nine and ten. Give us Psalm thirty-four, verse nine and ten, please. Nine and ten, please. It says, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. It says what? There is no want to those who fear him. There is no want. Listen to me, child of God. Righteousness is still an armor. Holiness is still fashion. Do you know holiness in the Bible is fashion? Some of us are very fashionable. Can I see your hand if you're fashionable here? If you think you're fashionable. Yes. Holiness is the fashion of the Christian. That's it. The priest... When they finished wearing their attire, they wore a crown. And what was printed on the crown was holiness unto the Lord. That's it. Now, it says, oh, fear the Lord, you he says, there is no one to those who fear him. The verse 10 says what? The young lions lack and suffer hunger. Young lions are the strongest of the lions. They can even eat their older ones. But it says, even them, they lack and suffer hunger. But what? Let's read that part together. But what? But those who what? Seek the Lord, what? Shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek the Lord, you will not lack any good thing. You know why? God is running his world. 
God is running his word. The way of the wicked might look faster, but it doesn't endure. There's what the Bible calls enduring riches. There's what the Bible calls the blessed the blessings of the Lord, which make rich and what? Add no sorry. It takes longer, I can bet you. Most times it takes longer. So when we understand these things, we begin to appreciate the times that we live in. And see, just like in this story, there was terrible, you know, difficulties. But even in that situation, God intervened. And what I know is that as you and I look up to him, what is he going to do? He's going to intervene. He's going to intervene. God created this world. There's a sense of responsibility on him. There's a burden of responsibility to prove himself as the owner. He's not irresponsible. That's why he says, as the Lord lives, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will do will cover the earth as the waters cover the God. This earth, both those who love him and those who don't love him, those who fear him and those will yet say truly, Jehovah your God. That's why the Bible says, Every knee shall bow. They will finally say, truly, Jesus, you are Lord. Now, because of the revelation we have, let us bow now. And then we'll be smiling. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, these four leprous men were found. We don't want to go into the details, you know, of how they went. But I want you to come with me to the last part of this verse. Verse um, 17. Verse 17. So, we, we take a personal lesson there. It says, now the king had appointed the officer. On whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Why did he die? You know why he died? Because in verse verse 2 of chapter 7, he said, God cannot do this thing. You see, God, our God, people of God, will do what he said he would do. Now, whether you and I experience it is a second thing. You know, some people point fingers at God and blame God and curse God and do all kinds of things. And the only thing God will say to such people is, let it be to you as you have spoken. But for you and I who worship him, that's why the Bible says, be anxious for how many things? For nothing. But in everything, what? Prayer and supplications. What's the last thing you're going to do? With thanksgiving. You know why? When we thank God, God will give you what you thanked him for. God can owe you. If you come to me, I've told you this experience. There are quite a, a lot of new people here. Let me ch- share with you this testimony. It wasn't funny when it happened, but maybe God knew I would be a preacher. When I left, you know, the banking industry, my transition where I just knew God wanted me to serve him, I didn't know what exactly I was doing. I started selling artwork, okay? Because uh, um, the banks then were opening banking halls and every banking hall had to have artworks and... As far back as 95, 96, 97, we're selling artworks for 300,000 naira. That's a lot of money then. Okay? So I was selling these artworks, big ones, you know. I'm making a lot of money. There's some, on the average, they might cost, well, you don't value artworks on their cost to you, but maybe it cost me about 30,000, 40,000, and I make 200, and a lot of money. So there was one I had, and I had this customer who was very rich, and I thought this artwork would fit his house. So one day I went to his house, okay? I went to visit this, my customer, to sell this artwork. So when I got in, I came out with the artwork, you know, carried it out of my van. I was driving a van, you know. For the, I brought out the artwork. He, I came in, he was with his friends. He said I should keep it there. So I kept it somewhere. And they said I should wait for him. So I kept it and I was waiting. Then next thing, he called me. He said, I can't come. 
in front of his friends. He said, I, I was telling them about you. You're wonderful. Ike, you're really nice. Thank you for this artwork. Thank you. I was telling them, this Ike, any bank he goes to, I will go with him. I was looking at him. That's not in my plan. I came to sell. The man used Thanksgiving and I just started nodding. By the, I, I was leaving, I was nodding. I was just, I, I, was, I was talking to anybody who see me see well. If, I mean, he had told them how nice, how wonderful, how great, how excellent this IK is. Because of that, I'm telling you, almost 200 and something thousand. I left it. I'm talking of when dollar was 90 or 80. Do you understand what I'm talking? I left it. I was going and was crying. I was going and was crying. And the man was saying, thank you. I think that man, I don't know whether he was 419 or... I don't understand that. What am I dashing you out work for? Now, if little me can forgo that with a man because of his thanksgiving, then what about the almighty God? Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. Let's refuse to be like that officer. You know what that officer said? The officer said, God can't do it. When I thank God, I say God has done it. I don't have to say it. I thank God for this nation. I'm telling you, I bless God for this nation. Because I know there will be a turnaround. I know that he will put things in the right place. I thank God for life. I thank God for journey messages. I thank God for conceptions. I thank God for marriages. I thank God for healings. I thank God for provision. I thank God for the glory of his name. Why? He is God. I thank God because the knowledge of his glory will yet cover this nation. I thank God because my generation shall say Jehovah is God. I thank God because all who are asking... Where is the Lord? Who yet see that Jehovah is on the throne? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I bless God every day and I want you to join me to thank him. Why? Because the opposite is not where you want to be. The man had to die because he said God couldn't do it. And God said, if you don't expect me to do it, I don't want to disappoint you. So you die, never said. But as many of them that said we are expectant, God made sure that the expectations were not cut short. This morning, I want you to lift up your voice. Whatever thing that is threatening the enemy has brought, tell it your God is greater. Your God is mightier. Your God is stronger. You serve the one who created. I like the way Jeremiah put it. He said, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy outstretched arms, and there is nothing too difficult for you. I want you to let the Lord know nobody, they have not been born, are people that can resist you. There has not been a sickness you cannot heal. You raise the dead. So what is an infirmity? You turn situations around. You put gold coins in the mouth of a fish. That means you can make the miraculous provision for me. You, there is nothing you cannot do. You, Sarah said to the Lord, the Bible announced to, 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 to Abraham, Sarah, you're going to have a child. And the Bible says, Sarah laughed. And God said to him, Sarah, why are you laughing? Why won't Sarah laugh? He, she was 90 years. Why won't she laugh? It, it has ceased to occur to her like the manner of a man. So she just laughed and said, this God, you know, you really have a sense of humor. Are you talking about another maid in place of Hagar? We try another one. And God said, why did you laugh? And in that situation, God asked him, asked Sarah. He said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And this morning, the Lord has sent me to ask you, is there anything too hard for me. Just like we saw in this story. By the end of the story, 
two seas of flour were being sold for a shekel. From, a, from dove droppings, dung being sold for five shekels. That's the turnaround. I want us to lift up our eyes, to lift up our faith, to lift up our heart today and let the Lord know we believe in you. We believe in you. You turn situations around. The songwriter says you move mountains. But do you know what? God doesn't just move mountains. The mountains melt in his presence. You know if you move it, it blocks another thing. The mountains melt in his presence. At the presence of the Lord of heaven. The mountains, they melt. That's what the Bible records. So today you have come to church. And I want your life to be a station. Where heaven will say, I have a correspondent there. I have a coordinate. Somebody there believes me. Let my house be a place of belief. Let my office be a place of belief. Anytime I'm on the road, let it be recorded that there are believers here. As I'm driving, let it be said that somebody is expectant. And let heaven know that we have not given up. Let heaven know that we have not fainted. Let heaven know that we have not said the enemy is too powerful. Let heaven know that as long as I have this mouth, I will praise him. I will exalt him. I will trust in him. Why? Because there is nothing, not one thing, too hard for the Lord. As we round up Psalm 149, let's look at it quickly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise Jesus. If you and I know that your God is greater than our troubles, he's stronger than our enemies, he knows what he's doing, he has his way even in the whirlwind, he is mighty. Job told us, Job in the book of Job is recorded that no purpose of his can what? Be withheld from him. He is the mighty God. In Psalm 149 as we round up, this is what the Bible says. It says, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of saints. He said, let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. He said, let them praise him. With the dance. Are you people ready now? Say, so let them praise him with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He said, He will beautify you with salvation. Help me turn to your neighbor and say, He will beautify you with salvation. The Lord is coming. Tell somebody, Your Jehovah is coming. He will come and save. He will come and save. He will come and heal. He will come and deliver. He is mighty. That is who he is. He said, let the saints be joyful in glory. Can somebody make a joyful sound? Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And the two-edged sword in their hand. What does that do? He said to execute vengeance on the nations. And punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. He said to execute on them the written judgment. He said, This honor, this honor, call for people honorables. This honor, this honor, if you can praise God, you are an honorable. This honor, <laughs> honorable, I throw away salute. He said, this honor have how many? All his saints. Lift up your voice and give a shout of praise.
been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.